Welcome back to your favorite podcast, America's favorite podcast. It's Controlled Chaos, episode number 38. Zach Woolley, for the final time in my freshman dorm room, sad, 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 JK. We're excited to head back to the H, back in my final dorm room. As always, joined by my co-host, esteemed colleague, whatever you want to call it, Owen Kiske, reporting live from the 40 Acres. Owen, what's up? Uh, second to last time for me from the dorm, but uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Got to spend the weekend out on the town, but uh, I'm back now. Ready to ready to some, talk about some deportes, some musica. There we go. In the words of Pooh Shiesty, we're back in blood. Um, we're rocking and rolling. It's May. Summer is upon us. It's amazing. Uh, school's over for me, which is, I mean, a blessing. A blessing. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Uh, but anyway, music-wise, uh, this week did not disappoint, Owen. And, you know, it all starts with the boy Alchemist, okay? The project only had four songs. But, Owen, how good were those songs? Oh, I enjoyed those songs quite a bit. Um, I think Boldy James is still, like, just my favorite. I No, he's not my favorite, but I, I love Boldy James. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt was on two of the four songs. One of them, it was just Earl. The other one, he was joined by Navy Blue. That was the single, Nobles. Um, but, you know, going back to my man, Boldy. TV Dinners was probably my favorite song off of this tiny little project. Uh, Nobles was also really nice. Loose Change was nice. Um, I love the cover art on this thing, too. Uh, I almost got the vinyl. I wanted to get the vinyl, but then I checked the website where they were selling it, and the cheapest one was $40. Mm. And I said, no, thanks. Um, so didn't get the vinyl, but you know what? It's fine. We move. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this project quite a bit. I, I wish it was longer. It was only four songs, but I'll, I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, all bops, no stops. Uh, all hits, no quits. It, it, it's in that type of realm, some may say. So good stuff from The Alchemist there. Uh, Billie Eilish graces the cover of British Vogue magazine and drops a single, Your Power. Um, yeah, Billie, man. Uh, according to her brother Phineas, this next album is going to be a classic, one that we wow. talked about for a long time. So, I mean, uh, the single, what did we think? I thought it was decent. Yeah. It's decent, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she could drop just about anything right now and she would have insane backing on it i mean like the the number of like interactions she gets just in general on social media with her you know music and streaming services like it's absolutely insane i don't think anyone else is doing it like she is right now um i i mean genuinely this song already has 15 million plays on spotify in wow two to three days um you know she posted a picture a couple months ago on instagram it was like the fourth most liked picture ever on the app um I mean, she's kind of just running American pop music right now, or she's she's right there at the top, if not at the top. Um, and, and this new song didn't disappoint me necessarily. I didn't like it as much as some of her some of her stuff off of her debut album, but you know what? Uh, I am going to hold out kind of my judgment on it until the album comes out, which is also announced for the end of July. I want to say, yes. Uh, so we got we got some time to wait, but I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, uh, like you said, it was decent. I mean, it's nothing to call home about, but still, like you said, Billie Eilish is going to get played wherever. It doesn't matter if she were to drop like a Lift Yourself, like when Kanye yeah. dropped Lift Yourself. Uh, anniversary, by the way, this week, oh, Lift it? Yourself. It was great. Yeah. Um, but even if she were to drop something to the effect of that, it's going to get a lot of plays. People are going to like it. She has fans everywhere. And she just she's blown up. She like you said, she is the she's the main character, some may say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to wait until the next album comes out and we'll see how that sounds and we can compare it because if, if this is as good as it's going to get, well, then it, it might she might be in trouble. But I think I think they have a lot more uh, uh, cars up their sleeve for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're looking forward to that album to be good. An album that was not good, at least in Owen's opinion. I There were a couple songs that were decent. Yeah. But, Khaled Khaled from the boy DJ Khaled, man. We the best music, man. I don't get how he makes his music sound. Or like, he gets such talented people and it sounds so bad as a whole project, like, together. Yeah. I mean, like, it's there was a lot of people on that album, man. I mean, you Drake, have... Jay-Z, Nas, Bryson Tiller, uh, Lil Wayne, Justin Timberlake, uh, Meek Mill, uh, Big Sean. Lil Baby, Roddy Rich, Da Baby, 21 Savage, Justin Bieber. It's insane. The Migos. I mean, how many people are on this project? And there were maybe like two songs that I didn't not enjoy. Like, I, I think the song with Migos was, was solid. Was Most good. of that, though, was because of the her like hook on it. We going crazy. And, and then and then for the same reason, I kind of enjoyed Body in Motion. It's just the Bryson Tiller hook that did it for me. And uh, Pop Star is not a bad song either, but that's obviously been out for a while with Drake. And like, other than that, the the Nas Jay Z song was super disappointing for me. Uh, I couldn't even finish the Justin Timberlake song. Um, pretty much after like the ninth, like the eighth, really after Pop Star, like the last six songs, I just couldn't stand. Um, and, and even before that, the Post Malone song, like the Post Malone feature, I thought was awful. Uh, the Cardi B song was forgettable and boring. Like there really wasn't more than maybe like one or two songs on this thing that I didn't dislike. Yeah, I mean that that album that he dropped that 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 two year run where he dropped Major Key when Major Key came out, life was good. Okay, that was summer sixteen. You had I got the keys. I remember when that song came out for free. By Drake. Holy Key. People sleep on Holy Key. Holy Key was Holy dope. Key, Big Sean yeah. and Kendrick. Um, but stuff like that. And, and then this one, it was just... No. It was meh. It's and then even the, so... the album after that, Grateful. I mean, you had Shining to the Max by Drake with Drake. Um, Wild Thoughts. Wild Thoughts, man. Wild Thoughts is a banger. That was a... Oh, it was a masterpiece. But now, you know... They're not all going to be winners, and you know, this one was not a winner. This one was not a winner. All right, but we still know that uh, he he's got the love. We got we got love. Major key. We the best. I mean, can we also can we also talk about that video that's going around like TikTok of him just taking his kid out of class and like asking him what he's wearing, like what what his shoes are, and he's like flexing like right outside the classroom. Literally, like the other kids in the class are like staring at them. Like, what was that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, is he trying to like flex, like an I, insert dominance that is better? I mean, I don't know. There's, there's the one too, where he just stands up and like, doesn't do anything. He just stands up and looks around. Yeah. Like, and then there's a video where his wife's, uh, wife's working out and he's like, yeah, get it, babe. You got it, babe. 
I I love you, babe. You got this, babe. Major key, babe. What's punch wrong that, with him? Punch that, babe. It's like, dang. I, I he just he's got to show a lot of love, and that's what he's I trying guess, to do. Yeah. He he's he's canceled all the negativity, Owen. He he's above us. He's above us. Major key. All praise to the Most High. <laughs> um, that it was just bad. It wasn't good. Uh, pop star though. I listen to pop star. Good song. Pop good. I like Grease, not good. I didn't no. like Grease. No. Um, it's but, just Drake trying to sound like The Weeknd. Yeah. But, you know, and then he's like, Savore Perry. Oh, yeah, no. Shut up, Drake. Um, But, no, I mean, eh. Four, five out of ten, maybe, if that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking somewhere around, like, the four range, yeah. Yeah. Solid four. Yeah. Uh, but it was okay. I mean, whatever for that. I, you know what was better than okay? A song that we teased last week and a song that came out and came out really well. Do rag activity, baby Keen and Travis Scott. Oh man! At the beginning of the song, I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I like this." Travis goes, and oh my gosh, dude, that that song was. I gotta say, Travis carried it. Oh, he did. He did. Cause I mean, the like the first time I listened to it, I liked it a lot more than I like it now, and I think a lot of that is just the fact that it became. Which, which is kind of a lot of people's criticism of it. And I've seen a ton of people criticizing it, like, more than enjoying it. And, like, as much as I see what they're saying and I understand, like, the hook is not very good and Baby Keem has dropped better music, like, I don't think this is the kind of song you need to look at objectively. Just listen to it, and if you enjoy listening to it, you enjoy it. Like, you don't have to go in and, you know, investigate the beat and, like, the lyricism and everything. Like, just enjoy it. Um, because that's, that's kind of what I went into it, you know, looking for was just something to just sit back and vibe to. Mm -hmm. Um, and and the Travis feature really did kind of carry the song in my mind because like, yeah, the, the hook wasn't great. Um, what is, what is, I, I don't understand what he was going for when he just started saying big stench over and over. Yes. You big stench, (laughs) big stench in my life. I mean, I don't know. Does he stink? Do they stink? Do you stink in my life? Does he have an odor following I'm looking, him around? I'm looking at an unreviewed annotation on Genius, and TV Blues says, Do-rags are known to produce a strange smell once worn for a long period of time. Keem could be comparing this person in his life to a do-rag. They may have been together for a long time, but now their relationship is going sour. And it's smelling sour. You know, that that's actually like a deep type deal. That he, that, that guy, that who, who, who was that? What was the guy's name? Uh, that was TV Blues. TV Blues, man. Shout out TV Blues for giving us the insights. Um, no, Travis definitely carried, man. Yeah. Too good, 2 a.m., need the fade. I like you at 4 a.m. when it ain't safe. And she wit it with the blicky when it's late. She roll on me, I bleep her down. She tie my braids up, she go out. I go in, it's okay. No, those first two lines were what got it for me. When he starts his verse out saying, your energy is triple six and mine is blessed. Thank God I put them crosses on before we met. That's hard. That is hard. That's hard. That's that's a hashtag praise the Lord type. Oh, my uh, God. God, that's, that's, that, that is banger. That is awesome. That's insane. Um, But there's like a time when the beat switches or he switches up his flow. That is the best part of the song. Yeah. I'm like, go off, Travis. Cold, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. But overall, I really enjoy this. And, you know, this uh, Travis also announced this another thing on his birthday. Astro World Festival is coming back to the great city of Houston, Texas, this fall, November 5th and 6th. November live 5th and 6th, man. From Houston, 
Make some noise, man. Let's go. I'm excited. I'm, I, am I'm I gonna sorry. have to? Am I gonna have to go home for the weekend? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm oh, debating. I'm debating going home that weekend. I, I'm strongly considering. I am. Oh my gosh, dude. That's I like. Be... I'm kind of going back and forth though, because when tickets go out, like I want to just jump on it and buy it, but I also want to know who's on the roster first. Like exactly. I want to know what I'm getting into. You get into what? Like what is a dream roster? Okay. <sighs> Like we what would t- you? We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, we, we, we had like a we had like a thirty minute conversation on what a dream um, roster would be. I know Baby Keem was one of the first names that came into our conversation just because like, you know, the recency just dropped the song with him. Um, maybe whoever potentially drops from TDE this week could be one of them. Yeah, TDE Travis drops. Has, Travis has collaborated with TDE quite a bit. He's got a song with Sizzle. He's got a song with Kendrick. Uh, maybe we get that. I'm sure Sheck West will be there. Rosalia, Sheck, I'm sure will be there. Sheck and Don will be uh, there. That's the big thing. Yeah, is I, Sheck, I, the fact yeah. that Don is gonna like I I have been waiting to see Don Tolliver. We were gonna. We, I think we were both gonna go to Jambalaya this, but back in 2020, uh, and then that yeah. got canceled. So we were like, yeah. no. Uh, so we none of I, not, nobody really. I mean, Don Tolliver blew up over the pandemic, and yeah. nobody's seen him. Yeah. Nobody's seen him in concert, so that's going to be huge. I, I know Don's already signed on to do a bunch of festivals, um, but I I wonder is this going to compete with Austin City Limits? I mean, because I don't know, I don't know. Because I would you rather go to Astro Fest knowing that you're going to get Travis for sure, or would you go to ACL where you could get a broader scope of artists? I would still kind of lean towards ACL just yeah. because I mean I don't have to go home for it either, so obviously True. that makes it easier in my mind, but. I don't know. I mean, looking at the roster from two years ago, there are a lot of people that I wouldn't have been as excited for. I mean, Gucci Mane was on the roster. Um, I mean, Young Dolph and Key Glock were on the roster. Um, Megan the Stallion was. That was a good. That Megan was, Megan was there. The baby. That was, was before there. Megan was big, though. I mean, you got yeah, that's was. back in 2019. That's yeah. before you know she wins Grammys and stuff. Yeah, that was before Body even like any yeah. of those. Um, but I, I don't know. We were throwing out some names. Like I said, whoever drops in TDE, I could see possibly showing up. Uh, I threw out Jack Harlow's name. Yeah, I like that. I could name. see him showing up. Uh, I could see him on Travis's album too. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but something about that co- that combination I could see happening. Um, I could see the baby coming back. I could see Migos coming back if they drop Culture. Uh, but I, I honestly think a lot of the roster is going to stay the same. Just going back to those like Houston roots. I mean, he, he loves to get his own artists on there. I'm sure there'll be some sort of like Houston all-stars section. Like he yeah. had a couple years ago. He had that. He's had that both years. Uh, he had the, it's like Bun B, Trey, the truth. Yeah. Uh, Paul wall, Paul wall, man. Oh man. I mean, I, as a Houstonian, that is awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like. And in terms of big names, you got to think, but you got to, is this, this is tailored to more of a Houston crowd. You know, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. this is what he's giving to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to assume Travis is dropping something this summer to play. Um, you, Utopia soon, maybe this summer. You gotta I, would, think, I think he has to, before he goes on, before he goes to Astrofest. I don't think he can perform stuff from Astroworld. True. Or at least that can't be his newest material. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, he... love to hear his old material, but like it's been three years now since a full length project, or it will have been three years, right? Mm-hmm. And for a performer like him, he he sets up 
Like he has the storyboard. He knows how he wants his shows to go. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't just do a carbon copy of the wish you were here tour. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's going to be something new, but regardless, I'm excited. Um, also playboy Cardi, maybe after a whole lot of red yeah. Cardi was there two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so thoughts, but exciting thoughts at that Astrofest is back. Festivals are back. Ladies and gentlemen, Oh, so good to hear. So good to say words coming out of my mouth that I enjoy. Um, we talked about that TDE drop, but we also think Jermaine, Jermaine Cole, yeah. Jay Cole might drop next week. I would uh, love to see that. It was a it was a now deleted Instagram post from Boss, another member of Dreamville, saying like basically the off season's coming in two weeks, and it was a picture of Cole working in the studio. So maybe. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Maybe he's, uh, you, know, you know, he just leaked it for us. But um, if that happens, obviously, uh, immediately a potential album of the year. Oh, yeah. uh, if he if he gets back to 2014 Forest Hills Drive form. Uh, and, and basing off what he dropped last year, especially with the climb back, that song was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get a full album at that caliber, I think it is album of the year. But... Um, I mean, even KOD, I loved KOD. Yeah, KOD was a good album, but I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to disappoint myself. Is the issue? I, I don't think it's as likely as we think it is that it's going to drop next Friday, just because naturally, I have to be pessimistic about things like this. Mm -hmm. Because how many times do we hear that a big artist is dropping and it never happens? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. We're still waiting on the. Cole and Kendrick collaboration project. So. Yeah. Is that ever going to happen too? I mean, I probably not at this point. Exactly. Uh, but, but you know what? I'm, I've coped with it. I've moved on. Mm-hmm. So good coping. Whatever. Though. I'm glad you're coping. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so who do we, we'll, who do we think is going to drop from TDE? We haven't even mentioned that. Did we talk about it last week? A little bit, but I, I, I think Kendrick would, it would, it would, it would be on his terms. It wouldn't be on TDE's terms. It'd be on his terms. Yeah, you know, but I don't I think it's I don't think it's Kendrick. I, I really don't. My money's on either Isaiah Rashad or SZA. Yeah, I think those are my top two as well. I would not be completely disappointed if we got an Absol or Schoolboy Q project. I would um, love a Schoolboy Q project. I would I just love don't a think Schoolboy it's gonna Q happen. project. Um, he was one of the more recent members too. He dropped Crash Talk in 2019, whereas SZA hasn't had an album since like 2016. Same with Isaiah Rashad. Um, I don't think it's going to be J-Rock either. He's dropped pretty recently. Yeah. I hope it's not J-Rock. Um, I wouldn't be completely disappointed if it was Sir. But I, I do think there are better options here. And I don't think that's something that Punch would, you know, put an official announcement out like that for, like, to, to get people excited. Uh, so, so I mean, I'm kind of with you. I think it's probably Isaiah Rashad or SZA. But outside chance, I would put Absol, maybe Schoolboy Q. Man. I, I, I know. Regardless, it's going to be good. I, I think. I mean, TDE is bangers and bangers and bangers and bangers and bangers. So, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, that drop whenever it, when it occurs Thursday night, we're going to know. I mean, what we're getting. So, looking forward to that for sure. Um, see, Willow dropped a single, "Transparent yeah. Soul." Haven't Pretty heard. Good. From, haven't heard from her in a while. It, uh, it kind of reminded me of Paramore. Mm. honestly which mm. isn't a bad thing that's an interesting interesting comp right there Owen. It, it was just a, it was just how the song sounded kind of like the punk feel to it i don't know maybe maybe that's just because that's one of the only like popular punk bands i know uh but it sounded like paramore to me so 
Interesting. Very interesting. My two cents. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was decent. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I haven't had a lot of time. Like I said last week, I haven't had a lot of time to listen to music because of, uh, you know, finals. Um, but yeah. besides that, I mean, I, 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 I get a chance to listen to these songs. Usually I would li- I like to listen like five, ten times. Um, I only listen to them once. I can only get like one little grasp on it. So I can't really like figure out what I actually truly believe yeah. the song is. Yeah. Uh, but still, I, I enjoyed the one time I listened to it. Uh, and then closing out, still woozy uh, single, Kenny. And then also 21 Savage with Spiral. Oh, yeah. So, that 21 Savage song. That was, was that was good. Like, it, for a song that's just meant to be like a promotion for a movie, that was a really good song. Like, I kind of hope that ends up on a 21 Savage project at some point. Mm-hmm. Especially coming off of Savage Mode 2, yeah. drops this. It was very just like... Mm, it's the same mm, type of energy, just up in your face. Just in your mouth. Yeah. You know, they're not they're yeah. not here to play. 21 was not there to play. I really enjoyed that. And then Kenny, the, the Still Woozy was pretty solid. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I think drop of the week, though, has to be do rag activity for me. I don't know if that's too bold, but I that might be kind of bold. I might go TV dinners. Honestly, I was hoping for more from Baby Keem on his song. Yeah, I, I, I love Travis's verse and I love hearing a good verse from Travis. Uh, because it just reminds me like, hey, Utopia is coming and it should be very good. Um, but but TV Dinners is an overall song I loved and I love Boldy James. So I might go with that just to be just to be different. I don't think we can pick the same one. Yeah, definitely. I, good week in music. Solid. We had a, couple, it was. It a was. lot of good songs. But, uh, you know, Owen, it, it was another week in the MLB that was. One we're not going to soon forget. I just enjoy. I I, I think this season is going to be really interesting. There's a lot of storylines. Yeah. We're through about a month full of games, and everything has been. I mean, nothing has really gone to plan. I mean, no, not at all. There's still teams that are still trying to kick it into gear. Um, you know, the that we'll get into the NL East. That's crazy. The Yankees are still kind of bad, or they are just bad. Uh, but interesting series coming up with the Astros starting today. Uh, or tomorrow, I believe. Uh, that that's just going to be fun to watch. But starting off, why don't we start with our Astros and our Angels? Uh, leading off the AL West, the Astros are on flyer. They are in fuego, even though they lost on Sunday to the Rays. Um, their pitching staff is dealing. Christian Javier is a dog, even though he's really good. He's really good. Kent Emanuel has been really good so far, uh, and that's not to say anything about Luis Garcia, who has also pitched quite well. Yeah. Um, Andre Scrub is back. Uh, now, if you would have told me at the beginning of last year's season that I'd be excited for Andre Scrub, uh, I would tell you that you're stupid. But here I am getting excited to see the big man on the mound. Um, I think this bullpen needs that. I, I, you can't just rely on Ryan Presley and Ryan Stanek. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to take more. Uh, it's, it's been a two-man bullpen so far. I mean, exactly. you're right about that. It's I'm, Presley... It's Stanek. If you want to include Bialak in the bullpen as well, I think he's been pretty solid. Uh, and then apart from that, I mean, Brooks Raley has been okay. Meh at best. At uh, best he, he has a 6.75 ERA, which is not what you look for, but his FIP right now is 3.34, which is considerably lower, and his expected FIP is actually 2.93. Uh, for those of you who don't know what FIP is, it's fielding independent pitching. So it takes the three true outcomes, a strikeout, a walk, and a home run. And it generates, based on those three things, how good a pitcher should be. And, and when you take the defense out of the equation, Brooks Raley is pitching well this season, which gives me hope uh, that he'll bring it back, which is important because we need a lefty in that bullpen. Mm-hmm. And then 
I mean, other than that, I'm that really pretty much everything else is how it looks. He's kind of the one guy where uh, his his uh, ERA varies quite a bit from his FIP on this team. Definitely. Uh, and you're missing guys still. I mean, Anoli, Anoli Paredes is yeah. not all the yeah. way back into form. Um, but still, I, I think Stanek was a great addition this year. Stanek is a, a delight to watch. He's been great. Um, really interesting, dude. Presley has been as close as you can be to lockdown mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to saves. And I, I think the team as a whole is just hitting on all cylinders when it needs to. Um <laughs> The offense is what's going to carry this team, and they're doing that. Yeah, I think that's. I think what you said is kind of the key when they need to. I mean, we've had some some close games. I mean, apart from that uh, athletic series at the beginning of the season, we were what plus thirty over over, you know, four games. Uh, we've pretty much been even since then. We have a plus thirty-two run differential on the season, but like I said, those first four games skew that so much mm-hmm. uh, that it's really hard to even look at that as an Astros fan right now because it looks great on paper, and everybody else in the AL West is in the red when you look at when you look at run differential. But like, we won by seven, four, eight, and seven, so twenty-six runs, and then the rest of the season we've been plus six. Um, so I mean, I, I'm still confident that we that we're the best team in the al west it's kind of a two-way race between us and the athletics right now i would say i think the mariners fall off at some point oh uh, yeah i mean you could see the mariners when they played the angels this past weekend their yeah. pitching staff is not going to take them anywhere it's, it's just a matter of when not if and and now marco gonzalez is on the il as well and, he's and then kind you, of their, you he's also kind of lost you also lost uh paxton to tommy john so yeah that, that's just suboptimal i mean you can't the, yeah they won't be there for long no uh, but when it comes down to it, 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 it's, it's pretty locked in. Okay. Uh, the angels are 13 and 13. The Astros are 15 and 13 Mariners, 16 and 13. The athletics are 17 and 12. Uh, those four teams are doing good. And then obligatory talk about the Rangers. They are 13 and 16. They're the lone team below 500, uh, in the division. Yeah. Uh, and the angels are 13 and 13 because they, they missed a series with the twins. Those games will be made up and then they'll have a more accurate picture on it. Um, But as it stands right now, I mean, this is pretty – these three teams, the A's, the Strohs, the Angels, and I guess you can include the Mariners for the time being, but I don't think they're going to be there for that long. They're locked in together, and they're very – it's – you know, they're – it's going to be a tight race is what I'm trying to say. And and I will say uh, your inclusion of the Angels is, in my mind, uh, slightly biased. Just because, I mean, their, their run differential is considerably lower than the Astros, Athletics, and even the Mariners. Um, and, and until the Angels really figure out what their pitching staff is going to be for the rest of the season, I have trouble putting them in playoff conversations because, I mean, that we knew that was going to be the issue coming exactly. into the season. And the hitting, even in the absence of, of a healthy Anthony Rendon, has been fine because of the emergence of Jared Walsh as like that solid. I, I would consider him at this point the third best player on the Angels. Wow. At least, at least at this moment, yeah. Obviously, you've got Trout and Otani ahead of it, and in a in an irregular season where nobody's injured, I have to put Rendon ahead of him as well. Um, but I, I mean, apart from those three guys, I think it's pretty clear that he's the best player on this team right now. He's slashed. He has a three fifty six average, ten forty four OPS, six homers, twenty one RBIs. I mean, his numbers are up there with. You put him up against anybody in the league, he's he's competitive with them. Yeah. Um, so I mean Jared Walsh has been a savior for the Angels this season, but that pitching staff is just so, so it's atrocious. bad. It's tough. It I is mean terrible. Um, you gonna tell me that Aaron Sleegers is is not gonna lock down games for you, Owen? What about uh, no, Mike Myers, so. Tony Watson? Yeah. Um 
It's not even the bull. It's not even just the bullpen. Alex Cobb starting games has a seven ERA. Quintana starting games has a ten ERA. Canning six ERA. Heaney five ERA. I I would say though, in their defense, uh, that one Cobb start. I, I'm not gonna defend Quintana. He's just had a bad yeah. go of it with the Angels. But Cobb had been solid go- up until that Astros start. That was the YouTube game of the week, yeah. uh, where he just got shelled. Um, but prior to that, he had been doing decent. Griffin Canning has a six point two ERA, but, and that's a big but. <laughs> there are when he's when he's on at times, it, it's decent. Uh, the emergence of Chris Rodriguez as a solid bullpen arm. Uh, able to give you some length at times as well. Um, he's got a 2.45 ERA in yeah. 14 and two-thirds innings pitched. So and, that's and, solid. Yeah, And I'll give you some good news. Going back to our everybody's favorite pitching staff, FIP, uh, Alex Cobb's FIP right now is 2.36, which is actually the second best on the team. Uh, so all things considered, Alex Cobb should be, in a, in a world free of defense, the second best pitcher on the Angels right now behind Alex Claudio. Uh, Otani actually is all the way down at 3.97 towards the middle of the team, which still isn't terrible. Uh, but when you, I mean, when you look at the war of their pitchers, Cobb is above zero, Heaney's above zero, Bundy is above zero, uh, and you've got four guys in the negatives. Quintana's at zero, which is something you can't have from your starting pitching. I mean, no, 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 uh, it's not what you look for. It's clear that the team is is not going to be the best pitch and not even close to the best pitching staff in baseball or anything like that. Um, it just, that's just how the team is. I mean, they're going to try to score more runs than you on any given night. Exactly. And that's either going to help or hurt you. And you know, I, you got to think Perry Maniason is thinking, get us to solid competing at least by the trade deadline. Yeah. And we'll go out and get somebody. Absolutely. Um, Especially with the emergence of some of these guys this season. I mean, we, we can talk about some of the weird names across Major League Baseball that are, I mean, thriving. I think top of my list has to be Danny Duffy, who we're going to talk about in a minute. I mean, mm-hmm. what's what's going on there? He's the second best pitcher in the league right now in ERA oh, behind he's DeGrom. He's amazing. Uh, he, he's been with that Royals team for a while, uh, and he's, he's anchoring that starting rotation now, yeah. which is wild to see. But yeah. uh, Duffy doesn't bring... You know, he, he's not going to overpower you like DeGrom with, you know, 101 and 93 with movement. Yeah. Uh, but Duffy gets out, and that's all that matters. Um, he is – let me just pull up his stats. I mean, Danny Duffy yeah. is uh, – he, he's fun. He, he's a fun player stat-wise when, it, when you yeah. look at his stats. 4-1, um, and one, .6 ERA, sub-1 whip. Um, I mean, when you look at when you look at his pitches, he's got that four-seamer. He's got that slider that he uses quite a bit now, but 20% of his pitches are a slider. Um, I mean, he's a similar pitcher, 2019 Reynaldo Lopez, uh, if that's a good thing. Is that but a good I mean, thing? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you're you're right. His fastball this season is averaging like 90, 95-ish. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not overpowering guys. It's around 95. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just one name on my list that I was throwing out there. I don't think he's going to be someone that's available at the deadline, but, um, I mean, the Rangers breed pitchers that can be traded at the deadline for, for prospects. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Kyle Gibson's getting dealt at the trade deadline. That, that'd be such an angels move though. To get, get, get a, get a middling starter and, you know, 
take them. It's all veterans. I mean, Matt Harvey. Just you can name all the guys. Tim Linska, Matt Harvey. This is where pitchers go to die. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's terrible. Um, that's why they we wanted to get Bauer. That's why we wanted to get Garrett Cole two years ago, so yeah. that we would have that guy. At least we had our ace. And now Otani at times is like that. Now Otani's last start, uh, he settled down, but he gave up four runs in the first inning, yeah. all on unforced errors. So. Yeah. I mean, it, and he can't stay healthy either. I mean, exactly. we've seen it already this season. That blister kept him off the mound for like a week and a half. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to uh, can the Angels, like, I mean, like you said, can the Angels stay competitive until the deadline uh, to warrant going after one more starting pitcher to at least push for a wild card spot? Because right now, I think the Astros and the Athletics look like they've got an unlock. Although, this is sort of a transition into into the kind of couple talking points of the athletics for the week. Uh, Jesus Lazardo is on the IL after he broke his finger playing video games. So how do we think that happened? I'm thinking uh, they said they said he accidentally bumped his hand on the desk. Okay, so we know he was probably raging. Let's yes. just hypothetically say he never played MLB The Show before because he was an Xbox guy. Okay, so he gets the new MLB The Show on Xbox Series X. He's playing the new edition. He's got he wants Stadium Creator. Uh huh. And I, I'm thinking he goes in and he plays and he's doing cross platform, and he plays like this 13 year old sweat at in uh -huh. Diamond Dynasty, and he's losing like eight to nothing, and then he's just like done with it, slams his controller. Okay. But his controller slips, hits the table, and then his pinkies just to shreds. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I really want to know what he's like. What, what, are, you, he what are you doing? I want to know what he was playing. That's that's kind of the the main question to me, and I don't think we'll ever know. Uh, but the Athletics are certainly in trouble because uh, Mike Fires is their most recent pitcher who has been placed onto the roster, and they did just place him in the bullpen. But you have to wonder: is he the guy that replaces him in the starting rotation? And I think the answer is probably yes. So yeah, I mean, he's the veteran with have fun, have players. fun with Mike Fires every five days now, Oakland, until yeah. until Jesus gets back from his his temper tantrum on video games. Uh, and then also a quick shout out to Ramon Laureano. Separate oh, as always, but as but always. that that he had he had like an eighth inning today against Baltimore where in the top of the eighth, he robbed a home run from Austin Hayes. And then in the bottom of the eighth, he hit a go-ahead home run, and they won the game. Uh, so a big. quick a quick four-run swing in the matter of like four at-bats for Ramon. Uh, basically won the game for them today, which was cool to see. Another former Astro. Astros farm system. I, it's so crazy. I went to the game. I went to the A's game on – or not A's, the uh, Diamondbacks game on Wednesday. Um, and you just see, okay, uh, Josh Rojas. I sent you a snap. Yeah. Josh Rojas was playing uh, right field, okay? Yeah. Astros prospect. Uh, J.B. Bukowskis comes in to pitch, former Astros prospect. Uh, and then you see Mark Melanson, dark day Astro in the bullpen. Um, Chris Davinsky's on the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And then you look now, and Ramon Laureano, I mean, he was They're a all over the trade. trade. You just got to look for It's crazy. Him. It's crazy. You know, you can go on pretty much any team, and a former Astros on that team. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. in their system. Just crazy to think about. Uh, that whole Luno era. When we look back 10 years from now, what Jeff Luno was able to accomplish as the general manager of the Houston Astros, it mm -hmm. is maddening to think about all of the times he hit. And that's not Luno. That's Sig, Med Sig Medjol as well as others um, that just, they knew what they were doing. 
Um, so it, 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 that's just another crazy thing I want to point. Out. But shout out Ramon Laureano. He's he's a talent to watch. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, that whole yeah. A's team is fun to watch. Like if I wasn't an Astros fan, I'd probably be an A's fan. Yeah. Sans Mike Fires. I will never. Really oh yeah, no. I I wouldn't be a huge fan of, of the A's ever. But you know what? You know what team I am a fan of? Who are you a fan of? I'm man? a fan of the Chicago White Sox. I know. I they're, knew it. They're moving their way up on the leaderboard. They're only I want to say a game and a half behind the Royals right now. Uh, a game and a half behind the best team in the American League, Kansas City Royals. Mm. Um, and and come May first, I don't think anyone would have guessed that. Which oh. is, I, I think I think it's fun. And, and I, I this kind of leads me to another uh, topic I wanted to touch on later, but we might as well now with the Royals in first place in the American League and almost first place in the league. Uh, actually, no, they are the best team in the league right now. Best they team in baseball. Record. Yeah, best team in baseball is Kansas City. But I saw I saw an argument uh, on Foolish Baseball's Twitter where he actually called the first month of the season boring, or like some one of his one of the people uh, that he responded to called the first month of the season boring, and like I don't see how that's true. Like the Padres Dodgers series, uh, Akil awesome. Badu's start to the season, Yermin's start to the season. There's already been two and a half no hitters. Um, Mike Trout literally is hitting 400 and it's May. Byron Buxton is hitting 400 and it's May. Um, I, umpires for how bad they are keeping fans engaged. I mean, it, it's pretty insane like how many storylines there have been in this first month. And I think part of that is just the fact that we have a full season again and there's things to actually follow. But like, I don't see how it was boring. Yeah, I, I, I don't get – that's a terrible take. I mean, you mentioned that Dodgers-Padres series. When that week – that weekend, it was appointment television. Yeah. I mean, you had Mookie Betts making a diving catch. And the San Diego Padre faithful showed up to Petco. Yeah. I mean, was, they were It was both of the series, game. really. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, those. that Sunday Night Baseball was just a week ago, right? And that, that was amazing baseball. It was a great yeah. game to watch. Yeah. So this whole thinking that it's ba- – like it's boring – this is when the teams that aren't going to make the play, or maybe they will, but everybody has a chance at the beginning of the season. Yeah. We can look at ourselves now through a month and be like, hey, the Giants and the Royals, the 2015 or 2014 World Series, they have the two best records in baseball? What? Are you there crazy? You You'd love to see it. So, you know, this whole that, that whole take is terrible because, you know, there is so much that you can take out of it's the little things like Akil Badu, a Rule Five draft yeah. pick. You yeah. know, how about how about Alex Kirilov? There's a name we haven't mentioned yet, staying in that AL Central. Alex Kirilov hits the first four home runs of his career all this week. Two of them came in the same game. The number 17 prospect in baseball. He is fun to watch. Uh, that Twins team, when they're on, is fun to watch, especially that hitting. I mean, especially that lineup. Byron Buxton and uh, Nelson Cruz are two of the best hitters in baseball right now. Uh, yet they are still 10 and 16, six games back from first place. Yeah, that's uh-huh. why I'm saying like th- th- this is the difference between when you have a 60 game season and a 162 game season. Yeah. You know, like if, if you were at the at this point, you'd be nearly halfway through the season um, at this point. But now, I mean, you can look at take it with a grain of salt and yeah, be like, exactly. OK, this team has what it takes at times they just have to get you know there and then let's just talk about byron buxton man oh my god so 
2012, Carlos Correa goes one, Buxton goes two. There was a lot of people saying that Buxton should have went one. And for the longest time, it would, people those people were thought of as stupid because Buxton just did not click at the majors for whatever reason. So yeah. back in, in, in 2019 and even going into 2020, he starts clicking and clicking and clicking. And now we're seeing this five-tool guy that was not, you know – Hadn't been that when he got called up, and now everything's clicking for him. The bat is good. He's hitting bombs. He's robbing bases, or he's robbing, you know, home runs. He's stealing bases. He's doing everything that he needs to do on yeah. a Twins team that, when it clicks, is going to be very hard to beat. Mm-hmm. I, it's just a bullpen thing right now for them, I think, because, like I said, there's there's parts of that hitting lineup that'll carry them through the season. I mean, but Alex Colome, how many games has he blown already this season? It has to be three or four. Uh, I feel like I've seen three or four games where he's blown the save, and I don't watch the Twins. Um, but, I mean, Jose Barrios is having a decent start to the season. Jay Happ is having an age 38 resurgence. Oh, you got to love it. Uh, he's got a sub-2 ERA, carried a no-hitter into the eighth a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, the, and then the other disappointment, obviously, for them right now is Kenta Maeda, who they thought of as their ace on opening day, and he's allowed seven homers and five starts, has a 6.5 ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think if they're, if the guys that they thought were going to be good end up being good after all, like if Alex Colome figures it out, if Kenta Maeda figures it out, if even Randy Dobnak can start contributing some innings. I was innings. just about to say that name. Uh, Dobnak has had uh, some tough times in the yeah. bullpen. He's uh, another guy as an ADRA in that bullpen. Uh, they, they have elements though. I mean, they really do. And I think once they've kind of figured that out and once they're able to kind of put the right pieces in the right order, uh, they'll be fine. I don't see the twins being, or uh, I don't see the twins being in fourth place at the end of the season, and I certainly don't see the Royals being in first place. Uh, but but a team that I do see in first place is the Chicago White Sox, who we could jump into for a second. Uh, also, have won seven of their last ten. They're one and a half behind the Royals, and uh, Carlos Rodon is so so good. Yeah, uh, I mean. This guy is, once again, a guy who, when he was drafted, was thought of as the next, the best thing since sliced bread. And comes to the league, obviously deals with a lot of arm injuries. And look at him now. Throws a no-no, and here he is, uh, being the guy that the the White Sox might not need, but would like to have. Oh, they... You know, I mean, they're starting pitching. You look it up, uh, I mean... Giolito has a 5 ERA right now, mm-hmm. and Keuchel has a 4.6 ERA. I mean, without Rodon, they are in some trouble because he's 4-0 with 25 innings pitched in those four games. One of them is obviously the no-hitter. A .72 ERA, a .64 whip, 13 Ks per nine, only nine walks in four starts. I mean, this guy is good. Uh, he has the highest war in their pitching staff, and it's not even really close. Uh, Kopech, Kopech is second which uh, tells you how disappointing Giolito's been to start the season. But, I mean, the White Sox, it's another lineup that's scary, and it might be a little less scary after today because Luis Robert got hurt, and it did not look very good. It did not look good at all. I really hope he's going to be fine because they would be in quite a bit of trouble if they lost Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez for an extended period of time. Uh, just because it's hard to it's hard to recover from that. I mean, those are two guys that you expect to probably get four or five war in a season. Uh, which is just a devastating blow to lose both of them. Um, so, you know, hopefully it's not as bad as we thought it was and he can come back. I think they said it was a hip injury, uh, which already is good for me, I think, just because I was fearing it was some sort of leg injury since he wasn't putting any weight on that side. 
Uh, but I mean, the White Sox are so fun to watch when they're on. I love, I love that team. I'm so glad I jumped on the bandwagon a couple years ago before they got good. Uh, so I didn't look too bad, but yeah, they, they've been good. Uh, I just want to point out my boy, Danny Mendick. He might have to come in for some time. Uh, if, if, uh, who is Robert is out. Uh, he's a solid guy. He's batting, he's batting 375, you know, there you go. Danny Mendick, man, 0.3 war guy. Is he Uh, playing the outfield too? I believe Danny. I honestly don't remember. I think he, they, they have him listed as a middle infielder, but I want to say he's like a utility infielder type. I want to say he's kind of a utility guy who can play in the outfield when needed. Uh, I think majority of his career has come in the middle infield, which kind of limit limits him just because Madrigal and Anderson are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they should be fine. They've got Billy Hamilton in that outfield, so really you can stick anybody in left and yeah, right field. I mean, it's and a plug Hamilton play. Hamilton can pick up the slack a little bit with his defensive center field ability. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's something to worry about unless it's, it's 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 an extended injury. Like if he's out yeah. until August, that's a that's an issue. But if it's like a three four week deal, I think you're fine in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, um, that's kind of that's kind of the thing. You have a guy like Rodone that's going to lead you with the pitching staff. So and I I do anticipate Giolito to taper taper off taper you know start going back to yeah he'll he'll figure it out. Um, but as a whole, I I would not be sounding the alarm if I'm a White Sox fan. No. Uh, Garrett Crochet also went to the IL this week, which sucks, but I, I don't think his was a serious injury either. Should just be a couple weeks and then he's back. Rest the arm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, AL Central is, 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 is it's fun because you have the Royals, a team who weren't expecting to be decent is decent and you have to be excited about that. Yeah. Um, so moving on a, a, a guy that I'm really, you know, truthfully, the most probably the most excited debut I've seen. You know, it's sad as an Astros fan, but seeing George Springer back on a baseball field is something that you yeah. have to be excited for. Just as a fan of baseball, I gotta say that's that might be the most emotion I've felt this season towards a baseball game. I wasn't watching the game, but like the second I saw the first highlight of Springer going deep, like in one of his first games back, I don't remember if it was the first game back. He went four seventy one uh, to left field. That was crazy. yeah, yeah. But he, he, I mean, he had two homers in one game. I was watching and I was like, oh my god, I miss him. Uh, because I mean, he truly was the face of the Astros for a couple seasons there. Uh, it's weird. It really is weird to not see him in an Astros uniform. Anytime I see Springer lead off Homer, I automatically think of the Astros and, and that's, you know, can't really, can't really do that anymore. Um, so I, I was kind of, I was kind of shaken up about that, but I'm happy the Blue Jays are doing well because they are another team that I enjoy watching. I don't really have any, you know. I don't dislike the Blue Jays. I would much rather they win the division than Boston or the Yankees. Um, in Boston, Boston's still in first in that division, but the, the Blue Jays and the Yankees are both closing in. The Yankees were in last place a couple weeks ago. It looked like they were down in the dumps. Uh, Aaron Boone's job was even being discussed as possibly being on the hot seat. Uh, and now both of those teams have won 7 out of 10. The Red Sox have lost a couple over the weekend. It's within three games, basically. Um, and the Blue Jays, especially their, their team seems to be clicking right now because Vladdy had a three homer game the other day, mm-hmm. uh, 1500 OPS this week, nearly, nearly Bo Bichette's having things click for him. Like we said, Springer is back. Uh, so that Blue Jays team is going to become really fun to watch really soon. Oh yeah. I mean, you see, I mean, not only with Vlad, but Springer, I mean that we forget how important that guy can be. Uh, and he, 
that that's a veteran presence in that locker room that knows where they're at as a franchise. It's going to lead these young guys if they make the wild card and they make the playoffs. Oh my goodness! I mean, mm-hmm. watch out. Yeah. Um, but the pitching is going to be the thing. I mean, you lose Hinjin Ryu. Um, that's never good. He's the guy that you want to like kind of anchor your rotation, and you know. But we'll see on that one. Uh, the Yankees are getting there, kind of. Huh? I, the, the pitching staff really figured it out this week. Cole had went went six scoreless in his start. Domingo Herman went seven scoreless in his start. Uh, Kluber, I think, went eight scoreless this past weekend. Had only one earned run in two starts this week. So, I mean, the pitching staff is figuring it out. And Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are figuring it out. Uh, it was kind of weird. Stanton actually hit for contact this week. I was looking at it. I was shocked. He had like 13 hits this week, I want to say. And only one of them was a home run, which is so uncharacteristic of that him. That is. But but uh, it, it's how it goes. And uh, Judge was kind of hitting for power this week. I want to say he had three homers, like 10 RBIs. I mean, when, when that pitching staff is shutting them down and you can get a couple runs and run support from from Judge, Stanton, and whoever else, uh, you should be in good shape. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing. Is I, That was just you know, an early season slump for the Yankees. They figured it out. They have the talent to be up there at the end of the season. I really don't. I, I don't think they stay around 500 for much longer. Mm-mm, no. Uh, and once again... It helps when you have a good start, but if you don't, when you're a team as good as the Yankees, you're eventually going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of Yankees fans trying to sound the alarm. This team sucks. This team sucks. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, you have talent there. You have guys that deserve the contracts that they get, um, especially Cole. Uh, so I I look for them to go. Maybe them and the Red Sox can flip-flop. But uh, Red Sox, I mean, getting off to a good start as well, though, too. So, you know. Yeah. Um, this is a loaded division. We knew that from going into the season. Uh, we need, we need, we remind you that Shane McClanahan finally made his debut oh and God. he broke Statcast. <laughs> um, he threw a 90, I want to say it was like a 94 mile per hour slider cutter, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they, they marked it as a fastball. On like a, on like a J.R. Richard type beat. <laughs> it, was, it was a BB. He, he's going to be, the, he's going to be the hardest left-handed starter in the league. Like, yeah now like he basically is already i think he's taken the throne from i don't even know who maybe chris sale was sale the hardest throwing lefty before then i i mean obviously you've got guys in the pen who throw that hard they're left-handed but when it Aroldis, comes with this chapman but yeah, like but when it comes to starters i mean starters there's not many there really isn't um i think mcclanahan is just oh man he, he was throwing he was humming like 101 i think he might have touched he might have touched left or 102. Yeah, he did touch 102. 102 with a two seamer. Oh my god! With that type of movement, how are you hitting that realistically? Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's going to be disgusting. I mean, control as always is with those with those high velocity guys, high velo guys. You yeah. you need control. So command is going to be a big thing for him if he can get that locked down and he can stay as a starter. Because remember, Chapman was a starter when he originally came into the league. Or they tried him out. No, no, he he wasn't. But they tried him out as a starter, and that just didn't work. But if this can work for McClanahan, that's going to be huge for yeah. Kevin Cash in the Rays because this is a guy that you can probably. I mean, you, you you love using the opener, but even if you start him off like you do with Glass now, I mean, you have other guys in like Michael Waka, and you have don't forget about Colin McHugh. Um, mm. But those guys are going to be very interesting. I think that team is very. I wouldn't sleep on the Rays. Uh, no, I wouldn't though, either. Uh, I mean, ah. sort of slow start. Sort of but slow. I mean, they I, were- I think they're missing. I think they're missing Blake Snell quite a bit. But Glass now has started to to get it back. I mean, we say he had one bad start last week, and then he threw seven scoreless in his next start this week. So he's fine. Um, I mean, they'll they'll figure it out. 
Chris Archer has been a little bit disappointing so far, but that team is full of young pitchers. I mean, we talked about McClanahan already, but, but I mean, Luis Patino is also up. He's 21 years old, uh, has thrown four and two thirds scoreless so far this season. Um, I mean, you've, you've got other young guys in that farm system. The name's escaping me right now, but there's another one that I'm not forgetting or that I'm forgetting about. Brent Honeywell is there if he can figure it out. I mean, they've got a bunch of young guys in that in that group that should be able to uh, kind of carry the pitching staff. I'm on top of obviously Glass now, who's going to be an All Star this season. Oh, most definitely. So they're fun to watch. The hey, at least is very fun. Uh, so the AL as a whole. Shout out to the Royals. You win April, the best record in the American League. Let's go. Yeah. Um, moving on to the NL, the best team in the National League. Uh, tied with the Brewers, of course, is the Giants, surprisingly, yeah? Uh, the Dodgers have lost seven of their last ten, but that's thanks to injury. Still, um, the losses of Price, Gradlaw, and May, which is we're praying for the best with Dustin May. That did not look good. He threw a pitch and immediately knew. Uh, he, yeah. he, felt a, he felt a tingling sensation in his arm. That is never good. Um, but shout out to the Giants. Anthony Disclafani. Kevin Gosman and Alex Wood, those three guys are a bunch of dogs, man. I don't even know what to say about the Giants. Like, it's literally just a bunch of 2015 talent, like, yeah. coming back. Like, Buster Posey's there again. Uh, Buster Posey's been great so far this oh, season. Man. So is Evan Longoria. Uh, it's it's bizarre what's happening. Longoria is hitting 275 with a 912 OPS. Buster Posey hitting 359. With an 1100 OPS, that's wild. Far and away the best on the team. And an age uh, 34 season. Too. Yeah, I don't know where this came from. He has six homers already. Uh, he's only played in 18 games. I think they're limiting him a little bit just because they have Kurt Casali too, who is a great defensive catcher. Uh, he struggled at the plate, but you know, uh, you you take your battles where where you are. You you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, and, and then I mean, it's really the pitching staff that's doing it for them. I want to say. In how many games have they played this season? They have played 28 games this season. More or exactly half of them, they've got a quality start from their starting pitcher. Gaussman in six starts has five. Desclafani has four. Logan Webb has two. Alex Wood has two. Johnny Cueto has one. So half of their games, their starting pitcher is thrown a quality start, which I don't think many teams can say. Um, And then Wandy Peralta out of the bullpen also in eight and a third innings. Uh, it, it, he has a 5.4 ERA, but the FIP says the FIP says otherwise. Aaron Sanchez out of the bullpen is an even better name. Astros or, legend out of the in the starting rotation is an even better name. He has a 2.2 ERA. Uh, so they're they're figuring things out. They're almost doing like a six man rotation. They have six different guys who have started three games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, l- let's make sure this is a testament to the battery as well. I mean, you mentioned Casali is a great defensive catcher. Him and Posey matched up together is great for any. I mean, they know how to call ball games. They know how to. They know what they want and where they want it. But uh, these pitchers are really good. They have a three team ERA, three yeah. total. Uh, that's second best in the majors. Um, and it, it, it's just fun. It, I, I like seeing veterans. Do you like seeing veterans? Oh, I do. I, I, I like seeing veterans come back into form. Um, I love seeing me a little bit of Wilmer Flores. I mean, there's some <laughs> names on this team: Wilmer Flores, Darren Ruff. They just picked up Mike Talkman from the Yankees. I mean, yeah. this is just a ragtag group of guys. Jake McGee. Tommy LaStella, Angels legend. Angels legend. Matt Weasler. I mean. Brandon Crawford's still there. Brandon Belt is still there. 
Donovan oh. Solano, man. So much of that team hasn't even been flipped since their World Series days. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you think about it. That that's eleven years ago than when they won their first ring of that 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 dynasty that they had. Yeah, it's it's more than it's. There are more players from that team than you would think, which is kind of crazy. Um. I mean, where else do we want to go in the NLS? It was honestly kind of a boring week with yeah, the Dodgers. It was Dodgers boring because we didn't have Dodgers Padres. Yeah, they didn't play each other, so we didn't have um, a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to mention though that the Padres do have a lower team. They they are the only team ahead of the Giants when it comes to team ERA with a two point nine one on ERA. Shout out to Mark Melanson leading the MLB in yeah. saves. You know what? I I try. I almost got a ball from Mark Melanson at the game. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I I was I was cheering him on. I was like, Hey, Mark, remember those days? I know you know Humberto Quintero. The bullpen catcher for the Diamondbacks now, Humberto Quintero. Oh, is he? Yeah, I I, I found that out because when it went That's opening night, bullpen catcher Humberto Quintero. You would think he would retire, but no. Uh, the legend Humberto Quintero, man. The, the J.R. Tolls. I mean, oh my God, J.R. Tolls. Uh, catchers before Jason Castro. That's astounding to think about. Um, yeah. but no, I mean that game was good. Uh, we ended up sitting on the right field bleachers. Um, Jorge Mateo is fun. He may not be batting that good, but uh, he hit his first uh, career Major League home run at Chase Field um, and came out to right field, and we celebrated with him. We were like, do a dance. Do a dance. That? And he, he did a little dance for us in the top of the ninth. We ended up seeing his Drupal Cabrera take the mound. That was fun, too. Yeah. Um, Josh Rojas was out in right field as well. That was he a robbed fun that, He robbed that homer. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about Rojas hit that home run. I was at that game, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Yeah. Uh, it, it was crazy. We had been heckling Rojas. Well, you know, home ballpark, but the, some people were heckling Rojas. Uh, and we had gotten him. He was he was communicating with us, but he didn't. He wasn't a he wasn't communicating with us because he had just made an error like two innings before, and he was you could tell he was pretty pissed at himself. Uh, but the ball off of Tatis's bat it looked gone. <laughs> I was running to try to catch it, and then I ran out of room. Uh, and then I just see Rojas leap up, and it, he made it look like it was clockwork. Yeah. Um, that ball was not gone. It would have probably hit the top of the, the, uh, the, uh, the fence, but Rojas got, still he made got it. up though. He, he did get up. up because those fences are not, they're not small. They're, they're, they're no, a very they're tall fence. It's like a 10 feet, 10 foot yeah. fence. If I'm not mistaken, though, so he was able to get up there. Uh, and that was a very interesting play. His boy Paven yeah. Smith, who we'll get to later, he dapped him up after the play, so that was and something. The Diamondbacks are the in the last ten games, they're seven and three, which is something nobody else in the NL West can say. They're the best team in the NL West over the last ten games, and they don't even have Cattell Marte. Yeah, uh, the, so he this, comes back, and they're so much better. Yeah, it's a ragtag group of guys. I mean, you just get think David Peralta still got to get going, but uh, Carson Kelly. Your catcher is your leadoff hitter. That is very interesting, uh, but it works. Uh, he's so he's a, good. He's a very good hitter. Very fun to watch. You're doing, 487 on base percentage. Yeah, you're doing this without Tim LaCastro either. Um, so really interesting team. I, I, I mean, is it sustainable? Probably not, but I mean – it's fun for now, it's though. It's fun for now, exactly. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it is sustainable. In my mind, it almost is sustainable with this offense just because of what I saw from Cattell Marte at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. Like We talk about the, the month of April that Acuna had. We talk about the month of April that Buxton had. We talk about the month of April that Trout had. But Cattell Marte would have been right in that group. It's kind of what could have been. He was batting 462. Uh, with 12 hits and 26 at-bats, two homers, five RBIs, four doubles. 
uh, in you know six games before he got injured. If he keeps playing and he you you know multiply those stats out by four, he's right at the top of the leaderboard with everyone else mm-hmm. uh, that I just named off. So I mean, Cattell Marte when he gets back is going to do so much for that offense. Exactly, uh, and and it's also seeing if Mad Bum can get back into form. Yeah. If Mad Bum can get back into form because you have Zach Gallon. Uh, I know the promotion. They had that spattered around, all around downtown Phoenix was uh, $14 tickets to celebrate 14 scoreless innings, you know, because of the whole mad bum. Yeah. It wasn't a no-no, but it was. It was whatever. Uh, as followed up by Zach Gallon throwing seven scoreless. Um, they had that as their little promotion. So those two guys, I mean, mad bum has not panned out. Let's be honest with ourselves. No, he is not. As, as a diamondback, he has not been good at all. Um, Sands a couple of starts, including the one that he had a week ago. Um, but the team's having fun. They, that, that's another thing with the chemistry that they have. I don't know if you've seen these TikToks. They play this song and they do this dance. All the players do the dance after oh, wow. they win a game. Very interesting stuff. It's a, it's a head by, uh, David Peralta and Eduardo Escobar. They love it. Um, so yeah, they, they got wonderful team chemistry. So yeah, I mean, are they realistically going to sustain this? I don't know. I don't think so. But if they do, I mean, this there I mean, we could be talking about the only bad team being the Rockies in this yeah. in this in, in this NLS. And boy, are they bad. They are not good, ladies and gentlemen. But Justin Lawrence is a dog and made his made his debut in the bullpen. And oh my god, he's throwing on a Shane McClanahan type beat. He was throwing like 101 mile per hour two seamers. Uh, he had a slider that they said was harder and like broke more than you Darvish's, uh, which is insane because well, that's one of the best pitches. He, yeah, that's one of the best pitches in the league. Um, so shout out Justin Lawrence, I guess the Rockies are kind of on that list with the, with the Rangers of teams that like, we don't want to talk about, but we kind of have to say like one thing about them every mm-hmm. week. Uh, so this week it's Justin Lawrence. Shout out Justin. Yeah, Lawrence. Just shout out Justin, you know, congrats, uh, at, at Coors Field. Have fun. Uh, so moving on to the NL Central, the other team at the top of the uh, standings list, the Brew Crew, Milwaukee Brewers. Despite having 17 different players on the injured list right now, which is wild. seven, seven went on it this week alone, including Corbin Burns, which is terrible. That's that's a, yeah. that's a, that's an L. It's not what you look for. No, not happy about that one whatsoever. Uh, but shout out to the boy. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? Adrian Hauser with the first non-Otani home run as a pitcher for the year. Uh, The Yak Man himself, we all know this guy, Yaks on the field. Big Yak guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Now, we're not talking about yards after catch, ladies and gentlemen. No. Uh, But anyway, Hauser goes, yeah, yeah, that's big for them. Um, But Woodruff. Can we say something about Brandon Woodruff, man? Uh, he's been everything to Bill. Uh, him yeah. and Corbin Burns have just been immaculate. So yeah. fun to watch. And, and it's and, sneaky, too. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, Car- uh, Corbin Burns obviously had such a great start to the season. But, like, Woodruff is right there with him. And, uh, you know, they haven't even announced what Burns' injury is yet. It's an undisclosed injury. Um, so, I, I we're really it's a presumed positive covid test i would assume yeah or or something related to covid um so i don't know if that's good or bad news obviously could affect his stamina in the long run if he you know has a hard time with it uh but in terms of like physical damage to his arm it's really not going to do anything Mm -mm. so that's good 
Um, but I mean, Eric Lauer threw five scoreless in his season debut for them. Uh, Freddie Peralta has been great in that staff as well, along with Woodruff. I mean, they're just, they, they, that's another team with just a good, good starting pitching staff. That's kind of making, making things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the offensive side they're they're making things work too, without Christian Yelich and without Lorenzo Cain. Um, so I, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of fun for them. A lot of yeah. fun watching them, but another fun team right behind their back. One game back from them is the Cardinals who have won eight of their last 10. Owen. How about, how about, how about Yachty, man? Uh, he's on the IL he's on the IL. It's a, it's an epidemic right now. Everyone's and going on the Wayno IL. and Andrew Miller on the IL. All the old guys, man. Yeah. It's like their three oldest players. Yeah. Andrew uh, Miller. Remember in like 2016 when he was locked down? Yeah. He was in that Indians bullpen. It yeah. that lost to the Cubs in the world series. Ah, man. Him but, and Ch- that, that there was a time him, Chapman, and Britain. Like, geez, think about yeah, that. That's yeah. wild, man. That is nuts. where they're at now. Uh, but still, the cards, this is the team that we expected them to be, at least now, eight of their last 10. Um, but pe- teams are starting to cool off. Teams that are supposed to be good are starting to supposed to be good. Uh, gotta love the cards, man. I, I, I just love seeing those powder blues. Those powder blues are beautiful. Yeah. I love, um, I love seeing Nolan Arenado be good outside of Coors Field too. He's kind of exactly. shutting some people up right now. Yeah. I mean, this whole, this whole logic that he was only good because he was playing at Coors is stupid. Um, we've seen DJ LeMahieu move to be a Yankee and be just as good. Yeah. We've seen Arenado do that too. I mean, there's, there's no room for that, that, that bias. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah. It's a casual thought. Yeah. Are you a casual? No. I'm don't not be a casual. casual. Don't you dare be a casual, Owen. I'm not. Um, uh, but, and, and they also have the wins leader in the MLB right now, and Jack Flaherty, who's 5-0. and up. My NL Cy Young pick. There you go. I don't, know, I don't know if he is right now because Jacob deGrom still Well, I mean, I, you got to think that, but, that deGrom is on lock, one could assume, yeah. uh, just because he's just disgusting. He's insane. Um, But, but you got to I mean, think Flaherty. I mean, hey, for, the, for guys that are not – aliens to the planet earth jack flaherty's having a hell of yeah. a year yeah uh yeah, and then amir garrett has had a tough year okay he's oh and one with a 10.38 era um he only has two saves only seven strikeouts and eight and two-thirds innings pitch this is not good for amir no. garrett and it's not good when he yells at the cubs dugout and the bench is clear <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why he feels the need to do that in that situation. Because like, it's one thing if you're shutting him down, if you're winning the game, like if you're having a good season, go ahead and talk. Uh, But you are having the worst season of your career. You are losing a game to the last place Cubs in the eighth inning. And you strike out Anthony Rizzo and you, you do that. I mean, it, it, it caused Javi Baez to like literally run out, like flipping him off the whole way. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even want to know what Amir Garrett said, but I don't, I don't understand why he feels the need to do that in that situation. Uh, because, because the Reds are nowhere near the Brewers and the Cardinals. This is looking like it's going to be a two man or a two team division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Milwaukee and St. Louis and maybe the Cubs figure something out. Maybe. But as of right now, it's Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras and everybody else. In and, the, and the boy Nico Herner, man. Don't, and don't Nico, I, yeah, post service time manipulation. Nico Herner's been great, mm-hmm. uh, batting almost 400, I believe, like 370 sitting around. I so. just think this is sad for the Reds. Okay, yeah. uh, Joey Votto hit his 300th career home run this past week. 
Okay, that's big. Love Joey Votto. Hall of Famer. Love that. Has to be. That's a a debate. You know, like, you got to think, those guys from that era, Joey Votto, Joe Maurer, Posey's definitely a Hall of Famer. He was a Hall of Famer. He's been a Hall of Famer since 2014. Probably since 2013. Once he got his ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you just got to feel for Joey Votto, man. He never really, he never played in an NLCS. No, he didn't. He should have. That one, that 2012 year that the Giants won the World Series, the, that Reds team was hot. Yeah. And they, they had, I believe they had a 2-1 lead over the Giants and the Giants went in and won two. This guy hasn't mm-hmm. played in an NLCS. He has not played in the World Series, but he's had such an um, illustrious career in my opinion. I, I, there's no way he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, it's. I, I don't disagree. I don't. I just feel bad for him. I, I grew up admiring Joey Votto, man. He, he, mm-hmm. he's a dog. Everything you would want out of a hitter, fielder, person, just great. Um, him and Brandon Phillips, man. That that, that those OG Reds teams. Him and Brandon Phillips, Cueto. Was uh was Suarez on those teams Scott too? Scott Rowland, Jay Bruce. I mean, oh, I forgot about Scott Rowland. That's a great name. Scott Rowland, man. I'm trying to think who else was on those clubs. Um, those were fun teams. Brandon Phillips was a fun guy to watch. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, Verado with his 300th career home run, definitely a Hall of Famer in my book. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, and at least our last division, Owen. How about them Nats, man? How about them Nats with a Kyle Schwarber walk-off home run? They've won seven of their last ten, and their boy John Lester is a, has made his debut. Yeah, he's finally there. Uh, it's big for them. But uh, before we even get into the Nationals, I want to talk about Sunday Night Baseball really quick. Yeah, I mean, that was because a wacky usually one. Usually we start off with it. That game was weird. It's almost like a curse at this point. I think the Sunday Night Baseball curse is real because every single game we've got so far this this year on Sunday Night Baseball has just been insane. Which is good. No, it is good. It's great. I mean, this time you have a, uh, what was the score going into it? I believe it was it was 4-2 Philadelphia going into the eighth inning. The Mets put up a six spot in the eighth, take an 8-4 lead. And then Edwin Diaz comes into close games, which at this point is anything but automatic. Uh, he gives up three earned in two-thirds of an inning, nearly four earned. Reese, Reese Hoskins hit a ball off the top of the wall. It was originally called a home run. They changed it to a double. Uh, whether you want to talk about, you know, if they had enough evidence to overturn it, I think it hit the fence. I think it was probably the right call. Uh, I wouldn't blame the umpires for that. Uh, we have we have much greater things we can blame them for right now than that because I think they actually changed it to the right call there. And then they have to bring in Juris Familia to get the final out on Bryce Harper, uh, who strikes out to end the game. So. Nearly an extra inning game. It just hits off the top of the fence. Hoskins is pissed. Uh, he's yelling profanities at the umpire. Surprised he didn't get kicked out. I think it's just the fact mm-hmm. that it was the ninth. Uh, but but to me, I thought it looked like it hit off the top of the fence. Yeah, uh, th- those are those calls, man. Uh, I I it did. It, I thought they made the correct call too. Um, as much as it would have been crazy to see a home run, like LOL Mets once again. But um, yeah. still, it was a great game. You know, Sunday Night Baseball should be the best game of the week. Not best game of the week, but it should be. You know, story matchups. Yeah. And we've gotten that so far. Sans that first game. Well, you could even say that, that second game where it was like, I think it was Braves-Phillies. The, it was Braves-Cubs. Yeah, that was just, 
I, it was, it you, had the, you had the Guillermo Heredia two-homer storyline, Grand Slam for one of them. But I think it's, something. It's, it's getting back to a solid place where it should be because Sunday Night yeah. Baseball was great growing I was absolutely it, – it was, it was even better for me too because like when they made the call of home run on the field, we got another Santa Maria call from Alex Rodriguez because he thought the game was tied. So not only did we like get what I think was the correct call – but the wrong call initially got us another Alex Rodriguez Santa Maria, which is always nice. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, yeah, I love it. I love Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, got to, got to. Um, but moving elsewhere, everybody's pretty much caca right now. Uh, the Braves, Marlins, and Mets. The Marlins are the only team in the NL East with a positive run differential, and they sit at the bottom of the division. How how bass backwards is that? It's crazy. It makes sense. Uh, not really, but it, you know, it, it's somewhere in the NL East. There's an answer to what that division is. And uh, uh, let's correct ourselves. Uh, we we made the script for this before Sunday Night Baseball ended. The Mets and Nats are now tied for first in the division. They're both 500. Oh. Um, so. The Nats have won four in a row, seven out of ten. The Mets closed out the final two against the Phillies to win that series. Um, at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to run support for the Mets. I mean, that's duh. Uh, they've scored 71 runs in 22 games and somehow have still won 11. They've, wow. They're averaging like three runs a game um, and, and they're 500. And I mean, you can start at the top. Jacob deGrom has given up two earned runs this season and both of them resulted in losses. In both games where he's given up a run, he's lost. So I that's absolutely baffling to me that they can't put up a single run for Jacob deGrom. Uh, and, it, and it's almost like a curse at this point, but um, I mean, I don't, I don't see where I see this division going. Yeah. It, it, it's probably the most uncertain division I can see. Cause you could see clear teams in pretty much all the divisions. Um, yeah. Sands this one because everyone is like ass. Yeah. For, for lack of a better term. For lack of a better word, excuse my French, everyone is ass. Yeah. Shout out J.D. Davis, though. Another yeah. former Astro, former just continuing Astro that trend. Uh, in 15 games, J.D. Davis is batting 390. Uh, he has quickly become the best hitter on the the New York Mets. And, um, you know, kind of staying with that Mets offense. Are you concerned about Francisco Lindor? Do you think, do you think the pitching difference it. is enough that it's scary right now? It is to a T, but I think he's gonna get it going. I mean, you think he's gonna to. get it going? I think he, I think he has to as I well. I mean, this is okay. A, you're playing in Cleveland. Now you're playing in New York, big market. A, okay. B, yeah. now you are like actually the leader of the team. Like you actually kind of are there to be the guy. Like in the Indians, he was just he brought up and he made himself the guy. Well, you've been traded to be the guy over here. Um, and you have to adjust to city field. You have to adjust to a fan base that is going to check you when you are not doing good. Um, it's, it's, it's different. It's different. And I yeah. think it'll end up clicking for him. I think. And, and he's never been a high, but like he's never been an amazing hitter. Um, he, he's had, you know, a 38 home run season back in 2018. He had a 33 and 32 home run season as well. But, like, he's always been kind of a, you know, the reason he's getting paid so much money per season is because he does it on the defensive end as well. Um, and we haven't seen him lacking there. 
which is a good thing for for the Mets. And and you know there are some parts to his game right now that are promising. Uh, he has as many walks as he does strikeouts right now, which is always something that you can look to for you know at least seeing if he's seeing the ball well because clearly he is. He's not striking out too much and he's walking you know quite a bit. Um, but but other than that, I mean, he just needs to start you know barreling balls uh, is what that means and. You know, he's, he's struggling quite a bit. He has two extra base hits in 22 games, uh, slugging percentage of 220, OPS of 508, uh, which normally would constitute a war considerably below zero, um, you know, on ESPN's metric. But he's listed at 0.0, just going to show, you know, how he makes up for it in other ways. Clearly still not something that you would want, you know, your $30 million plus man exactly. to be doing. But, um, you know, I, I think he figures it out. I yeah, do. I do as well. So, Annalise, man, have a time. So, we're, we're through a month. We can just look at some of the dope league leaders. It's the fact that Mike Trout's batting 413 is amazing oh to me. Um, Trout also has a 1290 OPS. I think that's good. What do you think? I think that's pretty good. <laughs> and Buxton's right there with them, too, on both of them. Buxton's batting 408 with a 1287 OPS. Which is awesome. Uh, DeGrom, 0.51 ERA. Burns, 0.55 whip. Uh, and Mark Melanson with nine saves. It's great. It's a great time to be Mark Melanson. You're living yeah. in America's finest city, playing for a fun team, getting to close out. It, it's cool that he's starting to pan out because when his career started in the bullpen, he wasn't that good. Like I remember looking at him and thinking of him as a bust, uh, which he clearly isn't now because he's leading that Padres uh, bullpen and, and general pitching staff that's leading the league in team ERA. So he's looking great. Um, we sort of have a triple crown watch. J.D. Martinez has a firm lead in RBIs, and he is tied for the league lead in home runs. He's batting 347. so obviously Trout and Buxton are going to have to cool down a little bit before um, you know, he gets anywhere near the average lead, but obviously 347 is a lot more realistic than 413 or 408. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once those start to even out, if Martinez can keep kind of that like 330, 340 pace, and Trout and Buxton inevitably come down from the 400s and kind of you know, touch back down to earth. Uh, he's got a shot early on in the season, mm-hmm. but I mean, obviously it's too early to too early to call anything like that. So definitely. Uh, so Owen and, and wait, before we move on, I want to give one more shout out. Chris Bryant. We didn't talk about him in the NL central. We mentioned his name really quickly. He's also tied for the league lead in home runs and the league lead in doubles. He has 19 extra base hits this season. Does he get traded um, at the deadline? I don't know. If they're if they're still in last place of the NL Central, I think the answer has to be yes, or at least yeah. you want it to be yes if you're a Cubs fan. Um, but I, I honestly don't know if we will know that answer until we get closer to the deadline and see where the Cubs are in the division. There's been so much talk around it though. I, I yeah. just don't know who who's in the market for a third baseman. You know? Yeah. Oh, I I really I really don't nice. know who I you know who has money is the other thing, because obviously, uh, you you've got to take the money. And if you want him to be a long-term solution at third base, you certainly have to have money available. It's contract up at the um, end of the year or two years. Yeah, yeah. So but that'll I'm, be interesting. You how look about, at how, some of the teams at the top. Chris Bryant to the Royals. Why not? <laughs> takes a takes Whit Merrifield's spot. Never. Well, no. Then Whit, you could move Whit anywhere. Well, I guess yeah. Whit can Whit can go anywhere. That would be an interesting move. Uh, you're you're moving you're moving Hunter Dozier out of the third base spot. Ah. He's batting 147 this season, so maybe awesome. maybe that is the answer. <laughs> is I don't to know. put Hunter Dozier on the bench. 
I don't know. That's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, shout out Chris Bryant. He's always good. Always solid. Um, Owen, let's do some player predictions, okay? Review of last week, okay? Yeah. Paven Smith, 6 for 26, 1 bomb, 1 triple, 1 double, 3 RBIs, 231, 259, 462. Solid. He, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't break out, but... He, no, pretty average. Pretty now, for my boy CJ Crow, 8 for 23, home run, 2 RBIs, and 4 walks. Batting 348, 444. And for 78. Have a week, CJ Crow. Semi decent week. 348. I'll take it. I'll take it. He broke out. Why not? Yeah. Owen, who's your guy this week? I'm going to go with a guy that has already broken out, I would say, just because of how good his week was this past week. But it's something I can see continuing into next week. Um, I'm going to go with the heart of the Marlins order right now, especially with Jazz Chisholm on the IL. Jesus Aguilar. Wow. He had a 1361 OPS this week, three homers, five walks, an on-base percentage near 500. Uh, all season, he's been a high walk, low strikeout guy. He has more walks than strikeouts, on-base percentage near 400. Um, he hit 30 homers for the Brewers back in 2018. So I see Jesus Aguilar uh, doing well for the Marlins. Um, I want to see who's on their schedule before I lock that in. Uh, but, you know, the fact that they have a series at home against the Diamondbacks right now and then a series at home against Milwaukee, uh, I, I like his odds, at least against Arizona, to uh, have himself a week. And a revenge series against the Brewers, possibly. Yeah. Um, you know what? How about how about this? He's going to go yard off Bumgarner on Thursday. Oh. I'll say that. Hey. Okay, Owen. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Here's mine. Are we ready? Um, <clears throat> how about some natitude, ladies and gentlemen? Please, can we get some natitude in here? I'm staying in the NL East, and I'm going with Josh Harrison, the two-time All-Star. Pittsburgh Pirates legend. Exactly. Oh, and he's 10 for 26 in his last seven games. He's batting 385 with a top seventh percentile Woba at 413. Woba weighted on base average. That's, That's really good. good. That's a really good Woba to have uh, if you're Josh Harrison. And like Aguilar, he has a very low strikeout rate at 11%. That is really good. Uh, so shout out to Josh Harrison, man. A renaissance man, some may say. Uh, yeah. This is a guy that signed a minor league deal to get to the Nationals and is thriving. Um I love the way this guy plays scrappy kind of like a, a former national of great Niger Morgan. Some may say former yeah. guy. I'm not, he's better than Niger Morgan if we're being honest, but similar, just a very solid, smooth hitter who's yeah. batting 10 for 26 and a veteran at that. Josh Harrison is going to have a week. They are playing the Bravos on Tuesday and they have a weekend series with the Yankees. So, Josh Harrison, you have six games. Some stiff competition. Show us what you got. Did you know Josh Harrison was second in the MLB in hit by pitches in 2017? Wow. He got, he got hit 23 times. The Jeez. only person with more was Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's getting hit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, What about my guy? Uh, Where is that? 
from last week, CJ Crone. He got hit often. Ooh, uh, I, I don't see him here, but you know what? Uh, we will pretend that he was up there too. He was up there. Yeah, here it is. Uh, the boy CJ Crone was... So CJ Crone was third in the AL in hit by pitch in 2018 with 17 of them things. Jeez. Hashtag okay. random stats. So good for that. Uh, we got breakout players, though, and baseball at the beginning was interesting. Let's move on to the NBA. Um, we got clinches. Sons have made the playoffs for the first time since 2010, which is huge. Uh, that's been 11 years coming. Uh, 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Suns, and Clippers also... Well, the Suns won, but all, they all, all clinched playoff spots. Phoenix is currently the one seed, which is big. Um, we've seen a lot of them. Uh, the Knicks have won nine of their last ten. And the Wizards have also won eight of their last ten. And they're going to probably be in the play-in tournament. What a turnaround for Russ, Brad, and the boys. Yeah. They were in rock bottom earlier in the season, but... Mm -hmm. Here they are, 29 and 35, with just a couple weeks left in the season, honestly. Uh, we're, we're getting really close to the play-in tournament. And, um, I mean, where, where do we want to – do we want to start in the West or do we want to start in the East? Start in the West with the Lakers, who are the seventh seed. Yeah. The Lakers might have to be in the play-in tournament. Whoa! And, and, we, and we have some drama, actually, because um, LeBron is not happy about the, uh, the play-in game. He said after the game uh, today between the Lakers and the Raptors, the Lakers taking another loss, that whoever came up with that ish needs to be fired. Uh, LeBron certified not a fan of the play-in tournament. And directly after, Daryl Morey, GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, tweeted, I can't believe the NBA hastily implemented a change that makes games more interesting and meaningful. So Morey, clearly a fan of the play-in games. Uh, kind of clapping back, subtweeting at LeBron James, but um, I I don't know. I wanna I wanna hear your thoughts because I don't mind it. I'm kind of with Maury on this one. I don't mind it either. It's fun to watch. I mean, we saw the MLB playoffs last year. That, that was fun to watch. A little three game yeah. set. It's fun. Now, is it is it smart? Maybe not. But money wise, it is smart. It, it's it's certainly smart money wise, and I think that's kind of the main reason it's being implemented. Still. Yeah, I mean, it, you're getting dough. You're trying to make up for lost revenue from last year, okay? Uh -huh. Um, and you're playing less regular season games, so in this case, it kind of wraps it up, ties it up in a bow. Yeah, and it allows for these teams to still think that they have a shot. You know, you can have your 11 and 12 seeds to have. I mean, the, the Wizards are going to make the play-in tournament, maybe with a losing record. Yeah, but they're going to make it, which is great. Um, and, and I mean, it was, it's kind of the same thing we saw with the Suns last season, go eight, no in the bubble and make the play in tournament. So or, or miss the miss the play in tournament, I should say. Um, but I mean, it, it certainly does make it more interesting. And kind of my my whole thing with it is that like there there are less than two weeks left in the season, basically. And in the Western Conference, only three spots have been clinched. And in the Eastern Conference, only three spots have been clinched. There is a world right now where the New York Knicks, who are 36 and 28, nine games out, or have won nine of their last 10 games, I should say, don't make the playoffs. Which is there, there's, there's a world where that happens. There's a world where the 43 and 21 Denver Nuggets don't make the playoffs, apparently, uh, because they also have not clinched yet. So, I mean, it's certainly, I think it's fun. 
Um, I, who's gonna who's gonna say no to a Lakers Warriors play in game? Oh my god, that'd be Electric Factory. <laughs> Steph, Braun, what? It's yeah. crazy. Uh, it's fun, you know. Lighten mm-hmm. up, LeBron. I, I mean, he's he's only saying that because it's harming his team right now. He oh, and yeah. He both missed time, and now they're on the brink of possibly not even making the playoffs as a seven seed if they are to you know stay at the seven even when LeBron and AD come back. And, um, you know. What's all about lose, embracing lose change? Lose back-to-back too. to the Warriors and Spurs. It's all about embracing change, too. I mean, remember when the MLB installed the wild card game? People were yeah. up in arms about that. But look at it now. It's one of our favorite things to watch. Yeah, you just got to let it play out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for it. I love I love pressure, mm-hmm. and it's great television mm-hmm. too. That's how you get people to watch games. Is when you have oh my yeah. god, winner go home, winner go home, winner go home. It's beautiful. It's yeah. lovely. Uh, apart from the San Antonio Spurs, the teams that could be in that play in tournament right now uh, all have stars on them. I mean, it's the Mavericks, Lakers, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, Warriors, Spurs are like the six teams who are still in the equation to be one of those four, like the seven through 10. And, and, I mean, could you imagine a play in a, a world where the play in tournament includes Steph Curry or three, three of these players that almost definitely will include Steph Curry, John Morant, Damian Lillard, LeBron, and Luca. That's could fun. all be, could all be fighting for a playoff spot. That's that that's fun. It is simply put. So I, I, I just don't get the logic there. Um, but the Sixers are first in the East. They That's are. good. Uh, and then, you know, as always, the the Thunder are tanking. They lost to the Pacers by a whopping 57 points. Charlie Brown Jr. just can't get it going, I guess. I guess not. Maybe that 10-day expired. That's why it happened. Yeah. Must have been. Uh, but, you know, I'm just looking forward to this playing tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh the Nuggets are on a tear. They've won nine of ten. Steph is going off, like you said. Uh, but the thing we're focused on as Rockets fans, the Magic, Pistons, T-Wolves, Thunder, and Rockets have all been eliminated. But the Rockets are three and a half games behind from the next worst team in the league. That's a big margin to to make up for in, like, what, ten games, basically? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I... I like our chances to have the worst record in the league at this point, which is something I, I love to see. I love it's it. Something, and it's something I wouldn't have anticipated loving to see at the beginning of the year, but here we are. Because even if you are the worst team in the league, you can still enjoy the fact that Kevin Porter Jr. put up a 50-piece <laughs> against the Bucks and In his first game back after getting fined $50,000. It's a true circle of life, okay? Yeah. James Harden loves strip clubs. Kevin Porter Jr. wasn't supposed to be at a strip club. He went to one, helped out his boy Sterling Brown. That was a crazy situation. Gets fined 50K, comes back next night and drops 50? What are you, crazy? It's awesome. This is a double-double, too. He had 11 assists, too, or 12 assists. Man, that's great. He's so good. We got him for free. I I still haven't fully wrapped my head around that. We got him for free. (laughs) How does that happen? Um. I made that meme, if you saw it, on at Controlled Chaos Pod on Twitter. James looking down to Kevin Porter Jr. now because he was talking about how Scoot was doing. And now, four years later, James was going to return. And the Rockets core of KPJ, Wood, Tate, and Cade Cunningham is just going to embrace him with open arms. Speaking of Cade Cunningham, Owen, you know what time it is. I do. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to go. My first sim. Rockets second pick, Jalen Suggs. I will oh, take man. that. I'm over one. Oh wow. 
my second one. First we got pick Kai in Jones the draft. And <laughs> I got Jalen Suggs, oh, man. and then I got the first pick, Cade Cunningham. Uh, I love it. I, I, I'm shedding tears. Dayron Sharp and Greg Brown also welcome to the team. Oh, I'm over two. Okay, okay we got we got, got Jalen Green in the third one. Oh, Still wow. Than nothing. So I went two for three. Okay. okay. Uh, with Josh Giddy, Kai Jones, and Jay Gup coming my way. Yeah. Um, sad. I mean, we're we're right there. We're at the 50-50. You went two for three. I went one for three. That's three for six. And that works for me, at least. It does. Uh, man, I, that's, I can't that's where wait. We're supposed to, to be. I can't wait till the draft lot. I don't know what I'm gonna do if we oh win God. the draft lottery. That's that's gonna be like. What I would have done if we would have won the Western Conference Finals in 2018. Rest in peace. Um, oh, what, what day is it? It is June 22nd. I am counting down the days. Are we going to have to do like a watch party for that? It's in like yeah. a month and a half. But that's going to so have close. to be like a live, live, live stream controlled chaos. Oh, my God. Spectacular with champagne on deck. <laughs> the future Jesus. of the Rockets hangs in the balance. Of oh ping pong balls. I'm I like I'm going to be shaking that night. Yes. Like there's gonna be so much suspense. Yeah. Oh god. I'm ready for it though. I am too. Jeez. Uh, I mean, do we have any I uh, one more Western Conference storyline. Uh the, the Denver Nuggets have won nine out of ten games since losing Jamal Murray for the season, which is pretty insane. They are up at the three seed ahead of the Clippers. Uh, my prediction that the Clippers would be the one seed at this point from last week did not pan out. Uh, they're actually three and a half games back, farther than they were before, and they've lost three games in a row. Um, so I guess I jinxed them. But you know what? It's okay. Uh, and then Luka Doncic got two technical fouls tonight and was ejected and is one more technical away from an automatic one-game suspension, which could actually be really important here at the end of the season because yes. if he picks it up before the end of the season, the Mavericks only have eight games left in the regular season. So he's he's kind of on thin ice right now. Hopefully one of them gets taken away because the reasoning for it tonight was ridiculous. Uh, was the, reasoning, the reasoning they gave was uh, he shook his fist at, mm -hmm. at, the, at the referee as he ran back on defense and said, hell no. So don't curse like that, young man. I guess you're not allowed to say that or shake your fist. Uh, you know, so that's kind of ridiculous. I think Luca's quickly becoming, you know, one of those guys in the league that referees love to hate. Uh, right up there with Draymond, DeMarcus Cousins, you know the list. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much, you know, I mean, that's what I've got. Stupid. And yeah. Carlisle got ejected too. That was crazy. Uh, oh yeah, stupid stuff. Uh, I just, you know, let the kids play, you know, yeah. come on. Uh, so that's fun. We got two more, what we, what a week, two weeks left in the NBA, uh, regular season. Just, a, just about. And oh, and you know, we talked about pins and needles in the, uh, the, for the draft lottery. How about the, the Packers fans are on pins and needles. Aaron Rodgers story comes out that he doesn't want to return to the team. There's trade partners. Mark Schlereth hops on radio and says that he's going to get traded to the Broncos, which still, we don't know if that's the case. Um, that's crazy. Uh, I don't see it happening. Yeah, me neither. As as a very blanketed uh, fan that really doesn't care, uh, I, I, I think the GM, the GM was pretty clear uh, that they weren't going to move him. I think I I think you're right. I think he'll retire before he gets traded. 
because I don't see the GM moving him in any circumstance. And I think it's going to come down to whether or not he wants to keep playing for, for Matt LaFleur and the rest of the Packers, or if he's just going to hang up the cleats and call it a career. Uh, because he's a Hall of Famer right now if he retires. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. So it's really it's really not that insane. Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Um, so, Owen, the we don't care. We did not care. No. Made a mock. Yeah. We didn't do any research on it. No. We went 7 for 10, Owen. We're batting 700. The first 7, too. First 7 in Which a row. Which are the important ones. In a row. How Come about on. It? Come on. Give us some respect. Jeez, put some respect on our name. We are, we're dra- we're the real draft analyst here. Come yeah. on now. I think it's I think it's great how how many uh, how many quarterbacks and wide receiver combos are getting reunited. In the I NFL. love that. Everybody's Jamar Chase like, is back with Joe Burrow. Jalen Waddle is back with Tua Tagovailoa. Um, God, Devontae Smith is with Jalen Hurts. It's, it's beautiful. It is. And then Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence as well. So, and Jacksonville together. I, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, they could have picked. They should have picked Vanessa so Wool. They should have done this. They should have." I love it. Let them come like, back like, together. Come on, like, man. That's a great storyline. But you know, we're gonna let the draft analysts do what they need to do. I enjoy it. Uh, six Alabama players taken in the first round, and three in the top ten. That is, it's insane. Talk about, uh, and, and one of them was to the Patriots, which is like. The Alabama part two, like Alabama is the minor leagues for the Patriots uh, because the Patriots sat at the 15th pick of the draft. They didn't do a thing. And Mac Jones fell right into their arms. Um, Some people thought he would be gone as soon as the third pick. And instead he fell halfway through the first round to Bill Belichick. So Bill Belichick gets to breed another Tom Brady. Lovely. Gotta love it. And I I like the way he walked. There was a synced up video of Bill Belichick walking out synced with Mac Jones walking out. That was funny. That was a funny he, video. It was a brisk walk. Yes, let's just say that. He was moving with intent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mac Jones at 15. The Texans wait till uh, day two to pick Davis Mills, quarterback Stanford. Yeah. Lovely pick. Great I, I don't. I don't mind it. I don't. I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of mad that he was taking one pick after Kellen Mond. And I would I have wanted to, Kellen Mond. I have to think the Texans were ready to take Kellen Mond at that spot if he was there. Uh, so it is kind of frustrating that we lost him, but I'll take Davis Mills. Uh, he was he was the number one quarterback in his class coming out of high school, if I remember correctly. He was a great high school player, which was kind of the theme for the draft. Another guy the Texans drafted in the third round, you talked about last week as a guy who was a five-star in high school, kind of fizzled out when he got to college. That's Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. That was a really good pick. I, I love like that, that pick. pick. I think he's going to contribute really well to whoever his quarterback is. Uh, next week, I, and I was surprised Amon Ross St. Brown fell all the way to the fourth round. Uh, and then Ian Book as well. What like I'm booked to the Saints? Him and Drew Brees switch roles. Yeah, that's fair. That's fun. And your boy Owen Sam Ellinger, Indianapolis Colt. He's gonna be Carson's backup there. Uh, as it. long as he beats out oh, who's the other one. It's on the tip of my tongue who the Colts' backup quarterback is right now, but I can't remember for the life of me. So I'm Brissette's gonna look at, not with them anymore, yeah? No, it is not Brissett. It is Jacob Eason is, oh. uh, is their other guy. So he's going to be battling it out with Eason for that backup spot. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they changed Ellinger's position as well and made him a tight end or a running back at some point. Mm-hmm. But Speaking of changing positions, Tim Tebow tried out to be a Jaguar. At that, tight was, end, yeah. that was dope. 
I, I would love to see the reunion. And you got to imagine this is the only doing with the Jaguars because of Urban Meyer, his his college coach. So yeah. still yeah. fun. Uh, Grant Stewart is Mr. Irrelevant this year. And your boy Joseph Osai goes to pick number 69. Nice. nice. Uh, to the Bengals. I love that pick for them. Yeah, three picks after the Texans. I was kind of disappointed that the Texans didn't take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Quarterback wasn't even really on my radar. I don't know why. I kind of just assumed we were going to wait until, until next year. Yeah, me too. Um, and then we go out be, and take I mean, we signed, we signed Tyrod Taylor for $12 million, but I guess we liked what we saw to Davis Mills and wanted to take a chance with him. Uh, because if I'm not mistaken, Trask was taken right before us too. He was right at the end of the second round to the Buccaneers, so... Yeah, I think we saw the run of quarterbacks there at the beginning of the second or the end of the second, early third of uh, of Trask and Mond. And we said, you know, it's now or never. And we kind of jumped on Davis Mills and then we ended up getting a good value pick at the end of the third round. So I really don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of value picks, one of one of the value picks that we saw in the draft was uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who went at pick 52 to the Cleveland Browns, a guy that some people thought could go in the top 20. Uh, he falls all the way to the end of the second round, and Cleveland gets a steal. That was a. I, I, I'm surprised they didn't go day one. I thought he was, but all the way to Cleveland. That's a great value pick for the Browns. It's a great pickup. Their defense is going to be way better next year than oh, it was yeah. this year. I mean, the fact bringing in Clowney too. They that, brought in Clowney as well. That's going to be a and, good one. Um, yeah, Greg Newsom in the first round as well. They're they're making that defense a lot better. Their offense is already good when healthy with Baker, Hunt, Chubb. OBJ, Jarvis Landry. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, even if OBJ doesn't, even if OBJ doesn't stay with them, they're still going to be good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that was a really good value pick for them. Uh. Overall, Owen, it was a good draft. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Shout out Kings of Leon for playing on that one. Uh, (laughs) It was a little bit uninteresting towards the end, but yeah, the first round was fun. Yeah, it was. It was very fun. Uh, so yeah, the NFL draft happened. We really didn't care, but we kind of cared when we back, went back to not caring. So, and you know who we didn't name at all that I want to just talk about for a second because I am a Bears fan now. Uh, Justin Fields is the first, you know, franchise quarterback that the Bears have had in a while because Mitch Trubisky didn't pan out at two a few years ago. So they trade up yet again to get a quarterback for the second time in five years. Uh, they take Justin Fields, which I think is a much better pick for where they got it. Uh, they gave up an arm and a leg. They gave up their first rounder for next year, so I hope they're good. Otherwise, they just gave up a top 10 pick to get Justin Fields, a guy who fell quite a bit before the draft happened. Uh, but I, I like the pick. I don't think Fields falling was really a result of him being bad. I think it was just everyone else realized how good Zach Wilson and Trey Lance were. Uh, so I'm excited to see what Fields does in Chicago. I see a situation where Andy Dalton starts the season. He's struggling. Justin Fields takes over and becomes the starter. Uh, and, and I'm excited to see what that team's going to do next the year. The red rifle, man. The red rifle rides again, but not to be outdone by Justin Fields. I think that's a great pick for them. Great pick. Uh, congrats to Bears fans. Hopefully he pans out better than Mitch did. Oh, um, man. You got to hope so. Um, so, but I, I love that pick for them. I really yeah. do. Um, I'm really interested to see what Trey Lance is going to do with the 49ers. I think that's going to be a really interesting one because Shanahan finally has a mobile quarterback, uh, or more, at least more mobile than Jimmy G, yeah. um, to go with that. And the, the fact that they didn't take Mac Jones is great because, like, really? Mac Jones at three? Come on. Uh, I think that's a reach. Yeah. So, overall, solid draft. Shout out to Cleveland. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, Owen, that's about all we got for the draft. Uh, got a couple of notes, yeah? Um, yeah. How about the Kentucky Derby? Yeah? Medina yeah. Spirit? I just want to say I called that. 
I called it before the race. I actually picked the right horse this time. Uh, I, I took everything into account. They were talking about his trainer a lot, about how he was like a good trainer. Bob Baffert, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go, Bob Baffert. And uh, the uh, rider, the jockey, John Velasquez, has also won three Kentucky Derbies already. So I went into that. I saw like eight to one. He wasn't even the favorite. I was like, you know what? Medina Spirit's taking this home. And uh, it happened. So, Congrats to Medina Spirit. Yeah. Uh, that, that's great. Pretty crazy how many people were there too. It was yeah, insane. I was. I mean, shout out to Kentucky. Uh, for, <laughs> they don't care. Do you care? I don't care. They didn't care. Um, so lovely for them. Uh, UT softball, fourteenth ranked. They the the cowboy cowgirls, the cowgirls yeah. state, come into town, sweep them. How about that? Oh man, it was brutal. Um. UT softball is good, not great. Uh, certainly not as good as the baseball team, but the baseball team struggled this week too. We are number three in the country and we narrowly avoided a sweep. We lost the first two games of the series against number 11, Texas Tech, and then won the second end of the doubleheader today against them 11 to three. Uh, Pete Hansen threw seven and two thirds in relief after Colby Kubacek struggled on the mound. And uh, Hansen is now going to be the Sunday starter rather than Kubacek. Mm. And then also shout out to Douglas Hodo the third who took over early in the season when our starting outfielder got injured. He's been great. He had a grand slam today in that same game. We won it 11-3. to Wow. Good for y'all. Can I just say a word, Owen, about the hottest hitter in college baseball? And he's a freshman, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ethan Easy Long. He's a freshman. Eight home runs in his last seven games. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty dang good. He is pretty good. Has he got the Carabas stamp of approval yet? I, I I don't know if he has. He should have it by now. He uh, should. The Rams of Rhode Island ride into town uh, to face in, in their inaugural series against the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, get swept. Uh, but that, that's a good ball club you got over there, the Rams do. Uh, both teams projected to be in uh, the bracket as of right now. Um, and Arizona state pitching aside is doing really good. Uh, you, you don't have your three best pitch, not your three best, but two of your three Sunday starters, uh, or weekend starters. And you're trying and you're hoping and and it's working at times. Uh, it's, it's the hitting. I mean, these guys don't give up. Okay. Um, yes, it was a non-conference schedule. Yes. They are still sixth in the Pac-12, but it's a loaded Pac-12, and they still have a gauntlet of a schedule to close out the season. They have Cal, OSU, Oregon State, ladies and gentlemen, not Oklahoma State. Uh, and then the two L.A. schools, USC and UCLA. Uh, and we know about John Savage and co. over at Jackie Robinson Field. They're not going to play around, and nope. neither is USC. So um, it's no yeah. no walk in the park for ASU as they close out the season, but I do, I do know that they have played the bulk of the top competition. They have already played the University of Arizona, who is second in the pack. They have already played Stanford, who is at the top of the Pac-12, and they've already played Oregon, who is third. Yeah. This team can hold on to them, and they can play with the best of them. They may not win. It's the little things that they do, yeah. but yeah. they have the talent to be there. So when June comes and the tournament starts, Absolutely. this is a sneaky team. As long as they make a regional. We were looking at it earlier. There was one prediction that had them in an Austin regional playing against UT, which would be insane. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, ASU, I mean, it kind of comes down to which conference is legit. I mean, it's the Big 12 and SEC mostly at the top of the rankings right now. The Pac-12 is sort of sneaking in. I believe Oregon is a top 10 team, or they were at some point. 
Uh, like you said, U of A and Stanford also at the top of the Pac-12. So if we see something like what happened in the college basketball tournament and the Pac-12 starts to be, you know, one of the better conferences when uh, when the regionals come around, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another, you know, sort of note on college baseball, uh, the number two team in the country, Vanderbilt, obviously the, the most high-profile school in college baseball, loses two of three to Florida. Uh, Jack Leiter finally proved he was human. He gave up five earned on five hits with four walks and four strikeouts, including three home runs mm. to Florida uh, and took a, a loss, his only second of the season. Uh, but Kumar Rocker, the other you know ace for Vandy, went five innings, gave up two earned, four hits, four walks, eight Ks, and got the win in the Friday game of that series. So... Vandy uh, didn't look too great. They lost two out of three. It is to a ranked team, so I wouldn't be too worried if you're a Commodore fan. Uh, but, you know, there, there's going to be some turnaround at the top of the rankings pretty soon, I think, because number two and number three, Vandy and UT lost two out of three this week. Uh, I know TCU swept their series. They're fifth in the country right now, so maybe they sneak their way up a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, college baseball is fun. It is fun. It's fun to watch. It's, it's aggressive, heartfelt, great competition. <laughs> So uh, we love to see that uh, as well, Owen. Um, what do we got to say about Shakir O'Neal that he's going to an HBCU and uh, HBCU in the great city of Houston, Texas? Shakir O'Neal commits to Texas Southern, a three-star prospect. That's fun. Um, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be interesting to see too. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But no, 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 you're fine. It's go- it's gonna be interesting to see when uh. When if if this starts to happen, where I mean, we saw a commitment to Howard last season, one of the top players in the class. Uh, we see a commitment here to Texas Southern. If if these schools in these sort of smaller conferences are able to start getting five star recruits, who knows? Maybe maybe Shaquille O'Neal in the next couple seasons takes a sixteen seeded Texas Southern to the tournament and puts up a fight against a one seed. Because be um, I mean, we saw it this past season. Texas Southern was a sixteen seed in the tournament, played Michigan in the first round. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if you know. This, this starts to sort of even out the playing field in college basketball because we've already seen how many transfers there are. I mean, you're, you're not even really looking for the best, you know, one-and-done recruits anymore. I think it really is becoming more of a team-building thing where you're going to the transfers. Uh, you're going to, you know, lower-rated prospects as well, not just the top prospects, and you're looking for everyone to fill out your roster because, I mean, uh, it, it's certainly it's certainly changing how, how rosters are being created because, I mean, we just saw it this past week, Sunbelt Player of the Year. Point guard Devontae Jones transfers from Coastal Carolina. Go Shantz over to Jawan Howard and the boys up in Michigan. So that team's going to be scary next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chris Beard is still recruiting transfers. Chris Beard in Texas was one of the final schools Devontae Jones had listed. He was on, or uh, we were on his final list of four schools, I want to say. It was us, Michigan, Texas Tech, and maybe one other. I don't remember where. Um, but it, it's crazy what's going on in college basketball. Um and it's crazy what's going on in the MLS. Yes. Oh, and how about the trees, huh? They're tied for first in the Western Conference. Austin FC gets a 1-0 win sorry, over Minnesota. And we are 2-1 and one in a four-way tie for first in the, in the Western Conference of the MLS right now. You love to see it. Diego Facundes scored the solo goal of the game. And uh, it, it's looking good right now for the Verde. Good for Verde, man. I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy you got a club. Uh, I love the kits. I said that two weeks ago. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. I love nice. the kits. They're I might beautiful. have to get one. You got, you got to, you got to, it, it, it's a great look. Um, so they, they're winning, which is big Minnesota, yeah. two, two young franchises, uh, in the MLS are competing against each other. That's great. 
Uh, and then uh, across the pond, Man U and Liverpool postpone because people want the Glazer family, the same family who own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to sell Man U, uh, which I don't know. I mean, eat the rich, I guess, is what they're going for. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to insert myself hey. into that. that old, old Trafford was in shambles. Yeah, it was in shambles. The, uh, the Sir Alex Ferguson stand almost did not stand, almost sat. No. So there's a lot of people there. Um, so interesting. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. The whole Super League has been crazy. A lot yeah. of volatility throughout European football. Uh, but very interesting nonetheless. So, Owen. Yeah. A lot of work done. Uh, my last moments on Controlled Chaos from this dorm room are going to be dedicated to our Indian Cricketer of the Week. Can I get a drum roll, please? Shikar Dawan, congratulations. Shikar is a left-handed opening batsman and occasional right-arm bowler who plays in first-class cricket for the Delhi Capitals in the Indian Premier League. Did you know, Owen, that Dawan became the sixth batsman and the first for India to score a century before lunch on day one of a test? So He did all that during breakfast. Yeah, he, he did that all on some eggs and whatever. Eggs and some orange juice. Has not had lunch. And, you know, they went out and played, had a day. He got a quick century. If you need a quick refresher on what a century is, that's when you score 100 runs in one over by yourself, which means you scored over 100 runs before you get out, which is big. So, Shikar Dawan, it is your time to shine. His nickname is Gobber or Mata Mama or Jati. Jati. It's beautiful. Shikar Dawan, your moment to shine. Congratulations on being this week's Indian Cricketer of the Week. Awesome. Love it. Gotta love it, Owen. You know what else you gotta love is our Twitter page. We're posting memes. I'm coming home, which means I can make videos and we can do other cool stuff for the twitter page so make sure you're following that at controlled chaos pod that's controlled spelled c-n-t-r-l-d chaos pod on twitter make sure you follow owen at owen kiska with two eyes me at woolly zach we've accomplished 38 consecutive weeks of episodes Owen. that's nuts Beautiful. to think about Beautiful um, stuff. you gotta love it ladies and gentlemen so make sure you follow me at woolly zach owen at owen kiska check out our playlist that's going to be on our twitter page uh dot chaos radio 30 new songs every week 15 for me 15 from owen uh this week we are actually posting ladies and gentlemen our 2012 whatever you want to call it hype playlist so you want to make sure you have that and you might, might want to check on our twitter for some other cool nuggets on that so if you made it this far thank you uh please have a great week make this week your best week Keep that same energy, and we will see y'all next Monday. Everything I do, I be ten steps ahead. Ten. My young ain't got them bodies, she still pissing the bed. Man. Keep the code of silence, don't repeat what I said. Keep out of baloney, I just came for the bread. Oh, My hood known for wildin', and I don't promote the violence. I done been through all the trials and tribulations, now I'm smiling. Say you wanna smoke, we at the table doing the plot, and we gon' slide with your up, making home for you a siren. If I, I'ma let him speak.